Hello, welcome to the Tutors of Life podcast where we research life so you don't have to. Sam said I don't have to do episodes anymore. And this is Sam. Love it. And this is the Tutor episode where we try to teach you something new. Love it. Hell yeah, man. Um, Sean, where are we? We are in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hell yeah. And we were considering podcasting before this. And not bringing the travel mics. However. Packing took us forever. Yeah. We ran out of time. Yeah. Packing and we had to clean our house for Kayla to come over and watch Mimi. Yeah. So we didn't have time. So we're in Salt Lake City. And Sean, what did we do yesterday? We went to Vertical Union by Rob Bailey and Keaton Hoskins. Hell yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was. Um. Honestly, what we learned at that event will probably be the next handful of tutor episodes. Dude, we can the shit we learned on there we could actually take and make podcasts on for a couple months. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Easily. There's just so much good content and it was just oh phenomenal. Yeah, I would say I don't know. I got over 10 pages. Way, way over 10 pages. Oh, yeah. Sean wrote way more notes than I did. Probably like 15, 20 pages of notes. Uh, we're now going to purchase a voice recorder for the next one. Yeah. Um, Just because there's just so much that they go through so quickly at this. Um, RT was a lot different. It was a lot more like slower pace. Every yep. speaker had more time. Yeah. Um, but so what, we had four speakers in the last one at RT. Four, had, five. Ed Milet, Robert Green, Damon West. Uh, someone was right after Ed. Andy Frisella. It was Ed, then someone, then Robert Green. Oh. Okay, so five. Five speakers. Um, And then this event we had ten? A fucking lot. Yeah, eight to ten. I'm not even going to try to recount, recount them all. Yeah. Because I'm going to fuck it up. Um. So, I mean, each guest on this one had only 30 to 45 minutes, depending. Right. Uh, I could pull it up on who it was real quick, actually. Yeah. Um, so, this one was much more fast-paced, which was awesome because we got so much different content from each person, different perspective of things, different, like, ideas, and it was just so amazing. Yes. And I did not... Yeah, it was it was a blast. It was a blast. So we had we had speaking, we had Flex Lewis, George Bryant, Mike Rashid, Matt Vincent, Keaton Hoskin, which Hoskins. was his mother actually. Yes, thank you, Keaton Hoskins' mother. Thank you, um, Bradley, Jimmy Flat or Jimmy Rex, Rex Jimmy Rex. Thank you, Ed Milet, Wes Watson. Rob Bailey. He didn't speak. He performed. Well, I guess he kind of spoke. Yeah. And then... Uh, Keaton kind of ta- spoke too. Stuman. And then Ryan Stuman. Eleven. Eleven people. So yeah, it was jam-packed. It was incredible. Well, Keaton spoke in the middle of shit too, and he gave some pretty good insights. So 12, 12 people. Yeah. Pretty goddamn wild. Yeah, dude. Um... It was it was sweet because they spoke anywhere from like thirty to forty five minutes, mm-hmm. and we were on the seat. Like you, I did not get tired at all. 
I wasn't like remotely tired at at any point in time. Was like I am tired. Were you? Do you want to know when I started dozing off? Huh? Which is just incredible. If you say during Wes Watson, I'll fucking kill you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it wasn't like I wasn't like falling asleep, but like. It was like when my eyes would flutter and then they'd just be closed. But then I could like absorb. I was like absorbing what he was saying so much more. But I'd still like open my eyes because I was like, I don't want people to see me with my eyes closed. Um, so it was really weird. But yeah. So yeah, no, I definitely. Um, my eyes were closing during West stop. Watson. Stop it. I can't stop it. Um, all of you, those names that Sean just read, look them up and start just. Taking in all of their content on Instagram. Consuming their shit. Just phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, Yeah. And then we also met some great people. Dude, I would say the biggest highlight of the weekend was meeting Danny Hill. Danny Hill is great. The coolest dude I probably have ever met is Danny Hill. Wait, that was your your biggest highlight? Dude, honestly, yeah. Getting pointed at by (laughs) Rob Bailey. (laughs) I say another t- yeah something that kind of had me had me going good was uh, uh we we were at the uh before party uh Friday, Friday night, night and I look across the room and I see Rob Bailey and he sees me and I like look down at Sam to say something and I look back up and he's looking at me and he's pointing at me with a shit grin and then I, I point at him and I'm like my life has actually peaked. Yep. And then we went over and chat with Rob yeah, we did. and that was like kind of awesome it was really awesome and he's like man all i saw was this fucking mustache and i was like hey that's a good looking mustache hey i know that guy and i'm like dude yes please mm-hmm. um but it was really cool i'm it made me more thankful we went to vegas because uh, a lot of the guys that we met in vegas were then here yes and so we got to chat with them again on friday mm-hmm. and they remembered us i don't think they remembered our names but they were like oh yeah hey right yeah no it was really cool um they didn't need to remember our names we had name tags valid yeah smart so yeah no it was it was it was sweet it was fun and uh it was just the amount of great people is impressive oh my god too much greatness in one room they also i I shouldn't say the wealthier the person the nicer they are Mm mm-hmm um, so let's just start with some quick things. Or should we go with the main event of what we were talking about in this episode? No, no, you can go a couple quick things first. Um, very quick things. Why people that are rich are so nice and humble? Yes. Is because they know who they are. Yes. They're confident in who they are. They don't need to lie about it. So they're not going to be an asshole. Yes. So how it works is... The average person has an image of themselves or want to be seen a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody criticizes them, sees them a different way, says something they don't like, etc., they usually get emotional and that's why they're an asshole, arrogant, whatever. People not being able to take criticism, things like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so people who tend to not be really wealthy and successful – react that way because they want you to see them some way they have an ego you're right they have an ego and they want that ego like um reinforced by you yep so because we were talking to danny about this and 
the people that are wealthy and successful, why they're so kind is they have nothing to prove to you. Right. They they know they've done it. They know who they are and they their ego isn't there. Mm. They you could criticize them whatever like it doesn't matter because they know who they are. You could be rude to them it doesn't matter. Right. They probably won't invite you back or let you come back or anything, but like they know who they are and that's why they're so kind. Right. But also like all of them just they want to help people. Yes. So, like, of course, they're going to give you as much information as they can because they want to help. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it was just so neat. It was really, uh, it was really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, it made a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me because that's what one thing I wondered was like, why, why? It's the complete opposite of what everybody says. Mm-hmm. You know, wealthy people are bad. They're rude. But money makes you bad. The people we meet, the more fucking money they have, the nicer they are. I think it's like business success people that are not rude. You get them oh, actors and actresses. Sure, sure, sure. Right? They're successful in their own way, but they don't know who they are. That is a good point. That's a big difference. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference. Yep. Or saying, yeah, actors, actresses, probably a lot of influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all the people we've been meeting, like a lot of them are coaches themselves. So like they have to be confident in who they are in order to uh, like – for people to want to follow them and want to get coached by them. Yeah. Yep. Because, like, look at uh, Rachel Hollis. Yep. Everyone had an image of Rachel Hollis of, like, because she wrote her books and she wrote about who she was and everyone had this image in her. And then came out that she was getting a divorce and she wasn't doing any of the things that she was saying she was doing. Right. So now she has, like, Barely any, I don't even know on Instagram anymore, but I'm, I think a lot of people uh, unfollowed her. A lot of, yeah, yeah, she's got a lot less. Mm-hmm. But it's because she doesn't practice what she preaches. That's one thing that Sean and I have talked about. Like, we try to be as, like, honest and open on this podcast as we can or as we're willing to do. Um, obviously, we'll give you advice on, like, how to improve on things, and we may or may not do it. And we'll tell you if we do it or not do right. it. Right. Uh, but that's why we, we are very honest in this podcast because we don't want it to come out that we were lying this whole time because that's just one, it's not how you give good content is lying. Right. Yeah. It's not going to paint a good picture Mm -hmm. for us, but we want to show you guys like who we actually are as people. Miss Rachel House. Oh, bro. Did it all matter. She's still got one and a half million followers. Does she really? Yep. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, she's still got it going on. That's crazy. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, yeah, it's just interesting to see that stuff come out. and mm-hmm. That's incredible that she still has that kind of following, even after, like... I wonder how many of those people, though, are, like, people that don't even realize that they follow her. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure, but, yeah. Interesting. Cool. So that was one good nugget, little nugget that we got, um... The other one, which is, I think, what we're going to talk about mainly, is uh, if you're going to events like this, and not like a like a like the Las Vegas Mastermind, we didn't really need notebooks there. Yeah, I think if it would have ran how it was going to run, we would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sean and I, we bring notebooks everywhere. Yep. Every event we go to, most masterminds we go to, we bring notebooks mm-hmm. because you cannot trust your memory. 
Right. Ed Milet said this in the middle of his speech because he saw people weren't taking notes and writing. Mm-hmm. And literally stopped to, like, freak out at people. Well, yeah, he stopped me. He said, he's like, all right, everybody, you're telling me you're listening to someone who's made $800 million and you're not taking fucking notes? And I was like, that is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Because we had uh, – there's a couple behind us. I don't know if you noticed them. They were on their phones the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were typing notes on their phones. Sure. But I'm sure you get distracted. 100%. Well, it's so funny because he's just like – you think, like you people are sitting in this room, you think you're ever going to compete with someone like me? You're going to compete with any of the people up here and you're not taking notes at this event? What are you doing? Disgraceful. Hell yeah. And uh, and it's so true. I mean, like thinking back on 12 people spoke. 12 people had, we got nuggets from 12 people. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the shit. Ryan Stuman was the opener. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. I remember one out of the four things he told us to do. Was he the guy that said like the four things to make you successful on social media? Social media? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So number one was um, the reporter website. Yeah. Um, hero. Uh, help a reporter. Dot com. All right. We don't got to go into all that. No. But what I'm saying yeah, I is. S- yeah. Barely. I mean, I barely remember yeah. a lot of it. There were so many speakers. There was so much content. If I didn't write it down, I wouldn't be able to play it back in my mind. No. And we did the same thing the night. So the night we met Danny on Friday. Yep. We, we didn't came, have. So go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have any notebooks on us or nothing. We met Danny. Um. So we talked with. We talked with George for a while. George Bryant. He introduced us to Danny. We chatted with Danny for a while, and then whatever. And then we came back, and Matt Vincent was there. So we went and talked to Matt and Danny. And when we got home. After the conversation we had with Danny, which was amazing, mm-hmm. um, we came home, we took notes, uh, and unpacked the night. Mm-hmm. Like, what we heard from, what we talked with George a little bit, we, we noted down some of the things we, we talked with George about. We noted down the things we talked with Danny about and mm-hmm. the, the lessons he, he taught us in that, in that conversation we had with him and the conversations we had with him. And then we wrote down the stuff we talked with Matt Vincent about. Yeah. Because... They're all extremely successful. Mm-hmm. They all know exactly who they are. Yeah. And so why would we not be listening to people who know who they are and are extremely successful? Why would we not be taking notes after a conversation with them? Right. And so... And literally Friday night, like we physically went through all the conversations we had. Like, Sean and I talked them out mm-hmm. because we were like, we need to make sure we remember every little thing that happened. Mm-hmm. And so so we took all that, got all that, and so we took notes the whole the whole day um, at the event. I didn't take notes for half of Wes Watson's because I was just starstruck by his extreme motivation. Just a fucking stud. And uh, it just... It's funny because, like, a lot of his videos, everything he does is so, like, motivational and, like, fucking get out there and crush it. Mm -hmm. But the shit he says is really good. So good. It's the – your frequency – your frequency is what you frequently see. That's his, like – that's that's a phenomenal saying he said. Your frequency is what you frequently see. 
Is that like why he's just always just so like amped up and going and Yeah, because his frequency, which is fucking one hundred miles an hour, is what he frequently sees. That's so cool, dude. And so and he would throw in like things like that through his whole talk. So extremely motivational and then he would throw in a one liner. He'd throw in something. Throwing something about habits, discipline, about changing like one thing, just changing one thing and going all in and like saying fuck everything else. And he was talking about changing your, he was talking about changing your habits and how you have to like, like, how, how do you say it? Like you have to create a new, you have to create a new you have to create a new habit to replace a habit, but you consciously have to stop that habit, right? Because yeah. habits happen subconsciously. You consciously have to stop that motherfucking habit yeah. in order to to say no to your bitch voice. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yes, you do. Um, I love the fact that Bradley came on after Wes Watson and when came up just like <laughs> what was that you do it dude it was so funny me yes when he came up when bradley came up yeah after west watson yeah he was like man i he's like hey west watson was just done that was pretty fucking crazy right i feel like we should all go to church yeah <laughs> He's like, he's like after that speech, I feel like I need to go to church. I, he took my speech word for word. Yeah, I, my... <laughs> I, I don't know what to talk about now. I was gonna say the exact same thing, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, uh, man, you're just lucky. I wasn't. I didn't go to prison. <laughs> yeah. like, dude, shut um, Wes Watson also t- talked about like how. <laughs> Get rid of your bitch tits. Like, stop being lazy and get rid of your bitch tits. <laughs> yeah. And then Bradley comes on. He's like, if you want bitch tits, go ahead and have them. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like, some people, some people can't help it if they got bitch tits. Some people can't help it if they're fat. I got a big dick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> that some bitch was funny. Bradley? Yeah, yeah. He is funny. Is he always that funny? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. He's got a... um. Uh, bomb Squad, Dropping Bombs with The Real Bradley. That's his podcast. I listen to it every week. Do you really? Yeah, oh yeah. How come you've never sent me that one? I don't know. I just like keeping that one for myself. Yeah. He's really, he is so honest. He'll have people on his podcast and they'll say something and he'll be like, well, that's pretty fucking stupid. Like straight to their face and they're just like, what? And they'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, that's really, that's really stupid, man. And like, he just calls people all, all the time on his podcast, doesn't give a shit. I love that. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Dude. Um, so. Sorry, that was a little distraction on the note taken. No, nah, that's good. So the thing with, the thing with it is these events, the, the mastermind we went to in Vegas, Arate, um, going to the the um, the before party and then vertical union. They mean nothing if you do not take notes, go back, review the notes, see how those notes could apply to your life, and then apply them. Mm-hmm. 
otherwise, you're just going there to maybe take a picture or two and say you went to an event. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But you're not – you didn't get anything from it. And I could tell there was a lot of people in that room and there was a lot of people when we went to Arte mm-hmm. who aren't doing anything with that shit. Oh, yeah, no. The amount of fucking people I saw both there – or the people we saw there and at Arte not taking notes. Dude, is just astronomical. Disgusting. It's so crazy. Um, you're like we combine the people up the the twelve people upstairs uh, up on stage combined multiple multiple billions of net worth. Mm. Oh yeah, and and people aren't taking notes. There's no way anyone in the fucking crowd is a billionaire. Just a fucking taking notes. From people who are telling you how to be a billionaire. Right. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Um, and not only that, like people like telling you how to like live a better life and, and, and do better things and, and be a good be a good partner and be a good person. Be a good person, family member, friend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Ed's Ed's message about like family and how you should do how to, like I saw a bunch of them, but like Matt Vincent, mm-hmm. you're not dead yet, right? And Ed Milet talking about how death is right around the door for all of us, mm-hmm. and people, people are not taking it serious, right? They're taking it for granted. They think everybody else is going to die, but themselves, right? And so you got to be realistic with that. Mm-hmm. You gotta. What he he says, uh, don't just go for your goal. Go for one more than your goal. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't. If you want to run ten miles, run that eleventh mile. Yeah, run ten miles, then then run another mile. And he said, "What? Uh, it's he doesn't even know. when the last time that he actually hit his goal, he's always hit his goal plus one." Yeah, he's like, "I don't know. The last time I did ten reps on the bench, I always do ten reps." Plus, Plus one. one more. Yeah. And um, that was really crazy. Yeah. No, I, it's it's crazy and it's such different thinking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't thinking about that. A lot of people, they're, they're scared. They're living in their lives. But the number one thing you're going to have on your deathbed, you're not going to be worrying about the cars, trucks, your house, anything. You're going to be sitting there regretting the things you did not do. Mm-hmm. And... That's what Ed said. Ed was with his dad when his dad was on his deathbed. And he said his dad, the regrets he had, he told him on his deathbed, were not spending more time with family. Mm-hmm. It was like not spending more time with friends and then missing, not not going after opportunities. Yeah. Like missing opportunities. That was the biggest ones. Yep. And so part of Ed's speech was like, what do you have to lose? Try the thing you want to try. Mm-hmm. And any relationships you want mended, mend them mm-hmm. right away and get on with living your life because – Someday there's not going to be one more day. Right. Someday there won't be one more day. Right. So, yeah. No, it's, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, But it's a lot of shit that people aren't thinking about. And people that people that went to that didn't take notes. 
they're going to leave. They're, that's going to be with them for maybe a week or two. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to forget about it. Mm-hmm. We have our notes to go back to. Yep. And we'll, uh, we type up all of our notes too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I type them up so I can combine like what Sean and I wrote. Uh, so then it's all in one place. And so we can make content out of it. Mm-hmm. We can make content out of it. We can review it at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, on our Instagram account, check out the Tutors of Life Instagram. We're doing 15, 52 weeks of one-liners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? We just did week three. Week yep. three was progress, not perfection. Yep. Uh, which we heard from Andy Frisella at Arte. Andy said that Arte and then Ed posted it the same day we posted it. Oh my it. gosh, yes he did. That's so funny. Um, yeah, I... So, more of the story, these events are super great. Mm-hmm. You can meet some phenomenal people and you can hear shit that resonates so much more because you're you're seeing it in person, you're fully you're fully attentive, you're listening. Mm-hmm. It's quite a bit different sitting in that room with these guys talking to you, Ed talking to you, telling you the story of his father dying, mm-hmm. telling you the story of his son Becoming phenomenal at golf. Oh my gosh, yes. In the room, being fully impacted, fully attentive to what they're saying, being able to like take notes and being fully present in that situation compared to listening to it on a podcast mm-hmm. or a YouTube video. Yeah, because how many? We never just sit there and listen to a podcast. No, we're always doing other things with it. Right. So this was just so nice to be able to take notes and actually like focus on those lessons that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I got one more piece of advice. Do you get anything else about that? Uh, no. What, what do you got? Don't talk about money. It's a beautiful one. It's a beautiful one. Um, that's just, I get it. Like we said, we get it if it's a fact. Wes Watson, he talks about how much money he fucking has. Uh, who, uh, Ed Milet talks about how much money he has. I think there's a, yeah, so... But yes. it's a fact, right? Everyone knows they have lots of money. So, like, they're trying to prove a point that they went from being us to look where they're at now. I can guarantee you they are not at, They are not going to ask you, though, what do you make? Right, 100%. We had people ask us that we met at the, like, other event attendees. Yeah. Ask us how much our business makes. Yeah, yeah, how much... Our gross revenue is, and I'm right. just like, um, I don't even know. Right. Or like another guy asked someone else, like, how much their commission was, like, percentage, yeah. and I was like, dog, no. Shut the fuck. Yeah, because he's like, well, what's your commission? Tells him commission. Well, how much were you selling a month? Tells him how many of the things you sold a month. Oh, so you're making this much a month, so this much a year. And the guy's like, yeah. And then very shortly after, he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so don't. Don't talk about money. Yeah, it's not a good look. No. Very. No- and that is the reason most people are asking for money is because there is some sort of motivation behind them asking you how much money you make. Mm-hmm. So if if someone asks me, hey, how much do you make? And I tell them how much I make and they make more than me, whatever I'm talking about is no longer important. Right. And then – if if I make more money than them, then they know they should listen to me and be attentive or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a a negative motive behind asking people what they make. Yeah. It doesn't matter 
listen to the message or have the conversation. It doesn't matter. Right. And that's what's so – like we talked to a few pe- – like two, two of the people we talked to like that were, were the worst conversations, worst energy vibes, everything by far. Bad, yep. bad vibes. Yeah. The greatest vibes we had were chatting with all the motherfuckers that – make way more mm-hmm. way way more than us and we didn't even know what some of them made we still don't know what they make no i still we, yeah we have no idea what they make mm-hmm. we know but they we make know what a they lot do. we know what they do yeah we know what they do but it does, doesn't matter what they make no and oh because so. there was the other kid too uh that asked us to put his his name in for the drawing yeah that was and i was also just like uh yeah i wasn't a big fan of that i'm not a big fan of that yeah sorry yeah yeah i i'm not big on not big on handouts. Not big on on that subject. No. Um, yeah. I, I The stuff that's like, hey, I grew a seven-figure business. I grew an eight-figure business. I helped grow, like George Bryant. I, help, I helped grow multiple uh, eight-figure and nine-figure businesses. Yep. Like, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now we know what he does. Mm-hmm. And then you got Wes Watson up there like, hey, motherfuckers, I didn't buy a car until I had 700 grand in the bank. Right. And now I have fucking Rolls Wraiths and G-Wagons and all this shit, private jet, right? It's like, okay, yeah, that's really cool mm-hmm. because his frequency is what he frequently sees, yep. right? And then the other thing he said, which was phenomenal, is oh my God. he's like, people asking me, Wes, you really need another car? Wes, you really need another car? Bitch. You're still on needs, bitch. I'm on wants, and I'm like, that is the greatest thing ever. Do you love it? I love it. I love that man. Um, but it's it's true because right, like he made sure his needs were covered, mm-hmm. and then he swiftly moved past needs mm-hmm. and on to wants. wants. Yep. Which why not? Right. Which we're going to talk about that next week. Others. Yeah. Yeah, next week we're going to talk about that? Yeah. Okay. It should be good. Mm -hmm. It'll be very good. So, yeah, those are, I think, our three good tips for masterminds. Wait, what was the first one? I don't know. Um, What's the first one who we met and who was at at the event? Sure. Oh, action-packed event. Make sure you're going to an action-packed event. Yeah. Ours was really good. I will say it was good. But this we got more information from, not just not as in-depth. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of information, not as in depth. Mm-hmm. I would say I have, I probably have similar amount of notes from Arte. Yeah, but I just it was from like one speaker. The the less speakers, more in depth. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean it's so figure out what kind of event you want to go to. Yeah. And then number two, take fucking notes. Yeah. Just take notes. Take notes, and then. Unpack those notes so that the event was worth going to. And then review those notes often. Yeah. Because that reviewing them every time is going to just re-motivate you, reinvigorate you with Re- the message. And Ugh. you will get a picture of you there watching them. Yes. So every time you review those notes, you're going to get a picture of being at that event. Yes. And that's going to keep it fresh in your mind and keep that. It's easy to get a small mindset when you're around people with small mindsets. Yep. When you are around people like George, George talking about flying around the helicopter all day. Oh my gosh, yes. Talking about 
how him and Rob are break, broke down how to afford or like how to justify, not how to afford, they can afford it, how to justify buying a pi- private jet. Mm-hmm. When you're talking to dudes like that and you listen to their fucking, their days, dude, their days are insane. Yeah. Like George is booked out until April. He's like, oh yeah, my next free day is in April. And I'm like, your next free day is in April? Did you see, I think he just went to Austin. Did he? Yeah, Salt Lake City to Austin. Golly, these guys go mm-hmm. rip, and yep. you, they're all serving. Yep. They're all just out serving, helping people. Incredible. Yep. Incredible, incredible. And so being around people like that really opens up your mind to like bigger things. Bigger, bigger things. Ideas. Yeah, bigger ideas. When it's really easy to get caught in the minute day to day things and be small minded and be happy making 60 grand, mm-hmm. 70 grand, 80 grand a year. Your goal is to make 100 grand a year. Dude, these guys, they don't say it. They don't say it. Mm-hmm. They're not rude about it. Nothing like that. But 100 grand to these guys is like nothing. That's, they make more than that a month. Like, right. Yeah. That 100 grand, it's like whatever. And so, and they're able to do cool shit, like fly around fucking helicopters all day. Yep. The coolest shit ever. Which actually we found out, not that as, as, as expensive as you would have thought. Surprisingly not. Yeah. Crazy. Kind of cool. Um, But the last thing, don't ask people about money. And the last thing, yeah. Do not ask people about money. Right. Don't, not percentages. You can ask Sean, how many flips did you do last year? Mm-hmm. That's what you can ask. Mm-hmm. You can ask them what their business is. Mm-hmm. Not ask them money. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is the easiest way to turn off everybody. Everybody. Yep. Besides like-minded negative people. Correct. So yeah, that's what we got. Phenomenal event. Super, super stoked. Had yeah. a had a wonderful time, and I cannot wait to unpack it and implement it. Yeah, and to uh, share it with all of you guys. Absolutely. Cool. That's what I got. We'll catch you guys on Friday. See ya.